Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, who's super stoked to be back. And with me, also super stoked, is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Happy New Year. You know, 121 Mm -hmm. is 11 times 11. Cool. Good news, buddy. That's not I'd share. All right. Well, happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Way to make it awkward to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had a good happy, you know, New Year, Christmas, and all that. Right? Uh, Christmas and New Year's was good. The yeah. year started off like crap, but we'll uh, we'll see how. It yeah, goes. yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's 2018. It could be worse in 2017, though. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, I am drinking no. I always start with you. What are you drinking, No, we start with you. Let's start with you, because you obviously want to go first. I'm going first. Uh, I am drinking uh, an old favorite. Actually, it is up there with my top three uh, IPAs. It is Ballast Point uh, Sculpin IPA. Pick this bad boy up at the uh, the Safeway. Nice. Well, I am drinking uh, one of our local brews uh, from the North Coast Brewing Company. It is the Belgo-style Dry Hopped Pale Ale. Yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. I think it's pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, the reason I chose, uh, this particular brewery, brewery is we usually talk about San Diego Comic-Con and we, we, you know, we, we gear up for that. And this is a San Diego brewery. My sister's getting married next month. Yes, she is. And, uh, we are thinking about, we're doing like a little, kind of a small little bachelor party for the, um, for the guy she's marrying. And we're thinking about going to Ballast Point. So. Awesome. That was in my thoughts when I bought this. Very cool. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at Ammo Griggs. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all those favorite places you like to find podcasts. So like us, tell your friends, share us, and all that. And um, we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sortor fans. Will's looking at me funny. What's up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not in here, but we'll get to it in a second. Uh, yeah, so timestamps in the show notes for non-Swotor fans. Um, we uh, don't have a ton of Swotor this week because they, you know, vacation. Yes, they had a holiday. Yeah, but we got well, a little bit of news we're going to talk about. It'll be good. And some community stuff we're going to talk about, too. And um, we usually talk about that at the end, though, because of the support, the show stuff. We did both, but it's all right. Uh, I, I stopped doing this stuff in the beginning. All right. Happy New Year. I hate you. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're totally out of sync right now. Yeah, we are. And it's been a while. Look, it's been a few weeks since we recorded and we're just going to get that out of the way. We were going to record last week. Uh, Will wasn't feeling well. I missed a week a little bit before that. So, you know, here we are. It's it's New Year. But the cool thing is, and we were just talking about this before the show, we are actually a couple weeks away from our three year anniversary. Three years. Yeah, we've been doing this three years almost. Pretty wow. cool stuff. Yeah, That's insane. It is exciting. But anyway. Um, so thanks to everybody who's in the chat room this week. We've got a bunch of people. Thanks for everybody who joined us in trailer time. Uh, we've watched some awesome trailers. We ended it with Deadpool, so we got a good chuckle out of that. Um, and so we'll talk more about ways to support the show later in the show. But thank you for everybody who does so, and thanks for being in the chat room. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And we try to keep an eye on chat, but, you know, it is what it is. So Star Wars, the other public, dude? Word. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. 
you do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. I gotta admit, though, man, I mean, I am I am super stoked to be doing this again. You Been would. Well, this is what we do. This is the thing I look forward to. We do the damn thing. All right, so Star Wars Yoda Republic. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out this week in the community for SWOTOR, uh, and I do have a link in the show notes, um, Jim, who I think was in the chat room earlier, was she? Oh, no, she was tweeting us. She was tweeting us. Okay. Um, she is from our uh, Unholy Alliance Wookiee Mistake Guilds. Um, they are doing a PAX 2018 South uh, Cantina event at Texas Texas Sports Bar, and that is happening on January 12th. By the time you hear this, it'll be gone. But um, I do want to just highlight this only because when there are conventions and there are Star Wars fans, um, there's always stuff, especially when it's in Texas. Uh, they did this. They did something like this last year, I believe, as well. Um, but of course, then we do our Puck Cantina yeah, down in did, San Diego. Uh, wasn't so. it uh, the Bad Feeling guys who hosted it last year? Well, they actually they did one earlier in the year, too, I think. So, you know, this stuff goes on. Follow us. Uh, excuse me. I do have a link in the show notes for Jem, but she does tag our um our guild and everything else so definitely check us out if you're into star wars Yoda republic and you want to join other swotor fans uh that's the way to do it we cool. do impromptu events and stuff like that it's pretty fun we do yeah cool all right man awesome uh so we can game dude it's been three weeks what did you do it's been three weeks and the time i have been able to get online it's just been doing the cxp grind yeah i'm finally over 100 on my main tune nice cxp uh i'm at about 20 on my secondary and i just hit I think 17 on my third. Cool, dude. Um, so I I did the same. I really um, had some extra time, which was kind of nice. Um, my kids like to play video games, too. So I and my wife. So we got to kind of all play video games together for a couple days during my two weeks off. Oh, awesome. And uh, the cool thing about that for me was I started just life day grinding. I had a nice rotation where I was throwing snowballs at every NPC while yep. I was doing heroics. And I had all my my CXP boosts going, and I got my I finally got to 300 on my nice. main, um, well over 300 in fact. And I have some pretty high end gear, which I'm pretty excited about. And then um, I started grinding my DPS. Um, I think it was my yeah my Imperial Agent, and I started grinding a, a set of gear for her, and she's close to 200. I think I was really grinding with Very the cool. double xp or with the double cxp and all that going um i really made some progress and then i was like boy i've been doing a lot of grinding <laughs> what other games do i have so then i started playing skyrim <laughs> again of course after a couple years and boy did i fall down that rabbit hole i have not gone back to slow tour in a week and a half so i just i have you know i love skyrim dude it's so good well so it's just fun. my my internet is so bad that it's so hard for me to play yeah and so actually the most gaming time I get is when I decide to take my laptop into work and I play in between shifts. I hear it. Um, but I, I should be getting my, my new internet on Friday. Oh, good. I'm actually taking Friday off of work because it's... Okay, this is how remote we are. Yeah. For Comcast to come out, I had to book my, my appointment a month ahead of time. Yeah. Because they only can do one appointment per day. That makes sense. Um, absolutely. So so I'm hopefully getting it on Friday. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully I'll be able to, you know play all weekend and it's a, it's, it's a martin luther king weekend so i get an extra yeah. day yeah we get a three-day weekend um uh the other thing i wanted to point out there is we have not done what what's an ops group again uh last week i couldn't i could not be there last friday 
Um, well, real life just gets in the way around. Well, and, and this is the time of year. We, we do usually go on hiatus and we were going to come back last week. Uh, but we're gonna go. We're not gonna come back Except this for me week. And my flipping migraines. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, well, my last week, my eyes felt like they were exploding. I'm sorry. But we are gonna come back. Uh, not this week, but next week. Um, and I helped to stream that. I'm excited about that. And then, nope, I actually can't do that day. No, you can't. You're off the next two weeks. No, I'm leaving on the twenty. Damn it. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, what's an op scoop? We'll return eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some Sotor news, dude. Oh, I will say, actually, okay. I, I also uh, started doing some Conquest stuff. Oh, good. I uh, did a lot of uh, crafting, and then uh, on my third tune, I was doing, because uh, um, uh, this uh, this week it's all uh, Narshada stuff, so I yeah. did all the Narshada dailies and got all that done. Nice, dude. Uh, so I kind of skipped around news-wise. Uh, there was some posts over the holidays, but we're kind of uh, past all that now. There, uh, there yeah, The one thing I want to highlight, though is there was a uh, dev stream on the 20th. And the only reason I'm highlighting is they haven't done it in a while. And it was really just Musco, I think, just playing the game and giving out prizes. Right. Um, which just was reaching out. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool before uh, he obviously went on vacation. There were some things that came up, um, very fleeting things that they that they addressed, but I'm not going to go into it. Uh, you can check out the dev tracker for that. I do have links in the show notes for the things I was going to talk about last week. But again, now that we're so far removed, I'm kind of over it. But there was some stuff that popped up this week, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Eric Musco posted, uh, since we are formally in the 2018 now, Happy New Year to all of you. We're going to have, uh, there's been some questions, excuse me, about what is coming next. And we wanted to give you some details. Awesome. The big what is coming type questions will be addressed. Keith's doing a roadmap. And he's working on it. And it looks like there's going to be a few more weeks before we can read it. But um, as a highlight, Musco pointed out, he said in up, Game Uptake 5.7, it's going to be called Legacy of the Creators. Okay. okay. Uh, the release date is going to be January 23rd, which is a couple weeks from now. Uh, there's going to be a new operation boss, which is Skyva. Cool. And that's going to be available in story and vet modes. And then there's going to be returning companions. They're, uh, make a, make a, make a, make a, make a. No. These oh. missions, though, will be, will be class specific, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, it's gonna be Risha, Risha, and Corso, and Andronicus. Okay, Corso. Well, look, bro, just just deal with it. Okay, and there's gonna be a new cartel market pack and various bug fixes. I do like Risha though. Yeah, Risha's cool. Uh, so although we'll, and he says at the last part here, he says although we'll save specifics for the roadmap beyond five point seven, you can expect additional companions returning, a new flashpoint, and more. And and he, of course he said thanks. He's looking forward to twenty eighteen. So awesome. Thoughts on that. Uh, I'm just always excited for new content. Indeed. Um, I mean, it took me the longest time to get through uh, um, Coffee. Or what was first, Kotet or Coffee? Knights of the Fallen Empire was first. Okay, then Kotet. Nope. Knights of the Eternal Throne. I don't remember. But Coffee was second. Yeah. It took me forever to get through that, and then it took me forever to finally do the uh, Crisis oh, on Umbara. I'm glad you're caught up. But I'm, I did Crisis on Umbara. I did Iocath. Actually, the only content i've never played is any of the uprisings yeah no there was no mention of nadia but i do have uh some help there shaggy so hold tight here um the one thing uh must go so there were a couple people obviously asking questions about what he said right. and a lot of them were com- companion specific so one was um what does class specific mean in this context it was one of the questions and he said class specific means that only that the class that those companions are originally from We'll be able to get them. So in this case, 
Risha, and of course, obviously, is Smuggler, and Andronicus is Inquisitor, right? So I'm actually looking forward to it. I actually liked uh, Andron- uh, Andronicus. Um, and then the other question was, so, excuse me, are the uh, returning companions going to be class-specific from here on out? I hope not. I made a Smuggler clone, etc. And um, it kind of looks like they're going that way. Uh, uh, Musco said, many of them will be, but not all. It depends on the story they're telling uh, with that particular companion returning. I'll make sure we note that for future returns uh, so you know which is which. So the reason I'm saying this is because the very next post, uh, actually, I'm going to jump to this post and then I'll go back to the other one. Um, Someone said, so really, in a nutshell, he said, are we going to be able to, if you're not an inquisitor or a uh, smuggler, for example... Can you go to that terminal on um, Odessan and get those companions? Because that's what you could have done right. with the Alliance alerts. But it's not going to be that type of alert. So that's the question. He says, uh, Musco says, right now it's not planned that you can access these companions via the terminal and other classes. However, I pass the suggestion along to the team as something they can possibly implement down the line. I think they kind of need to do that. Only in that... I like that they're trying to return companions to, to class their classes, but like if you're not a smuggler and you're not an inquisitor, like my main's an inquisitor, so I'm getting one more companion. Great, I have a hundred of them. Right. But if you're another class, this update doesn't pertain to you companion wise, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, well, I mean, true, but I hate to say it, but probably about 80% of all Swotor players have almost every class. Good point. So it is going to pertain to not maybe not every character, but to every player almost surely. Yeah. Um, and plus, though, the one thing I did like about the way they did do it, so hopefully they go back to it, is like when you were going to get um, Sergeant Rusk or uh, I forget who it was, but they had to go into the war droid. zones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MX4K. Yeah. Or M- MX something. Yeah. MX1X or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, you couldn't, uh, but if they were, if you were already a trooper, or a um, bounty hunter. Yeah, you already got it. You already you got them. You didn't have to go and do the war zone. Right. So I, I get that. I, it's kind of nice. And I'm wondering, um, I'd have to look back at the companions they released. Did the smuggler, because that's two for the smuggler. Did the smuggler not get any so far? Like, I know they've neglected some classes. And I'd have to kind of go back and take a look they at have, it. They have, but I think this, well, that's Andronicus and, let's see, smuggler, that, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I that's, I'd have to. I have to. There's something we can revisit next week. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they're trying to even it out a little. Yeah, bit. I think the smuggler has been short shrifted. Yeah. So I think that's good. So one more. One more thing. Last thing uh, before I get to my impromptu question of the week for you. And um, somebody said the most important question for me is: It's going to be an alliance alert. Will it be voiced. Um, will it have a dynamic camera, or is it the much maligned setup that the other alliance alerts share? Which People have given some flack to where it's very KOTOR esque, where your guy doesn't speak, the other person right. does, or it's an alien you're talking to, et cetera. So, exactly. um, Eric said, yes, it will be an alliance alert. However, it will be cinematic and not KOTOR style conversation like the other alerts. Right. So, that means it'll be fully voiced, which will be pretty cool. Well, it's just cool. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, the KOTOR esque stuff was fine with me too because you got to see the person you were talking to yeah. spoke. It's just weed in. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, all right, buddy. So before we get out of Sotor, and um, um, so twenty eighteen. Um, what do you think's coming for Sotor, man? Any thoughts? I mean, the one thing I'm throwing out there. Obviously, we're gonna get 
since we talked about the roadmap, we are going to get the other very, very soon, the next um, operation operation boss. But uh, what else do you predict, my friend? What else uh, do you want? And don't you dare talk about uh, what you always talk about. Stackable storage? Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that for now. Okay. Um, especially since they've, they've reworked uh, collections and everything. Yeah. So I don't feel like I have to carry everything on my, my person anymore. Okay. Um, you know, I really haven't. I, I just I really want them to start bringing back more companions. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I think they will. And it sounds like that's that's where they're going with it. Um, I'd like them to finish this operation for sure this right. year. Um, and they have plenty of time, I feel like, because what are we at the third? This will be the fourth boss. They only have one more. I feel like that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Right. Also, I'd like to see more um, achievements, but I want them shallower and wider and not so deep because like, I mean, uh, I really don't need to go around and kill 2,500 people. to suit you into, you know what I mean? True. It's like, instead of having that, like really utilize, especially the ones that, um, we, we like the, the droid one, the zero droid and the yeah. Wampa. I mean, make them a lot more where, you know, you get more stuff by getting through the Wampa and through the, um, the Nexu cat or whatever you, you have, you know, so you're saying more have your pet out kind of things or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like minor, wider okay. variety of achievements. And it's not just, all right, well, this is the next one. So you have to kill three different levels of yeah, grinding gotcha. of that. Uh, I would, um, yeah, besides all of that, I'd like to see uh, some more quality of life improvements. Honestly, I would really like to see the legacy stuff be all the way across the board. I like the, honestly, I like the bank to work differently. Like I was excited about um, the bank works fine, I think. No, 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 I like I like the legacy bank, but honestly, what I want is this all all the money I have across my tunes to show up in every tune. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't have to like actually manage money. Like just the money I have is my account money. That's what I want. Okay, I can see. You that. see what I mean? Yeah, I can see. Um, see what I do is I just put most of my money in that account. Oh, I do too. So. Uh, and whenever I need to, I just pop back and pull it out. Uh, yeah, I got you. But um, the other thing is, oh, I just had it a second ago. What was the other thing I'm predicting? Um, oh, you shoot. know what they should do is instead of I lost it, instead of because you can get your your field legacy uh, cargo hold right, yeah, and that's where your bank is. But what if they just had a quality of life thing where you could get a special item of a wallet? It's like a field droid or yeah. whatever. But it's a wallet. And all it is is the bank. I like that. I like that. Uh, Shaggy says a good point. Conquest getting revamped. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been doing some more conquesting lately, and it's still just such a grind to do certain yeah. things. And Crafting also. Um, I would like to see um, some guild improvements. Uh, I would like to see um, – you know, and, and, and this isn't – this is getting to an I wish segment instead of predictions. But I, what I do think they're going to do this year – and I hope that they do this year is um, not only, like you said, bring back companions, but expand the story and really solidify what they're going to do kind of going forward. Like, and let us know, like, okay, the game we're done after like 5.8 is the end, last update. Okay. And kind of start prepping us for the end. If that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Just yeah. I do idea. want them to, I mean, if there is going to be an end, yeah. which there always is, I want them to prep for it not to just be, all right, well, we're cutting it off in six yeah, months. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, and if this is going to be a little bit of an I wish that I mean, I, it, with crafting, I would almost think it would be kind of cool where, you know, when you have to pick a 
a uh, discipline, right? Mm. Like marksmanship or whatever. When you pick your crafting um, thing, you can actually pick a specific discipline and you can't, like, if you're cybertech, right? Because in cybertech, you can build various different things. I want to be able to build more speeders. And so, oh, like, okay. say you want to be, a, say your thing is, I choose to be a gearhead. Therefore, you yeah, can build cool. more speeders. I like or, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, there's a lot they can do. Um, yeah, there's only, I think, three speeders that you can, cr- they, I craft. think so. And that's what Cybertech. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, I had something else that I didn't want to forget. Uh, if it comes to me later, it might be in a weird part of the or show or I'll spice a, it in later. Uh, be able to craft, um, specific things for your home. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this is something that's been kind of a point of contention. I know within our circles, um, I want them to figure out kind of what they're going to do with the influencer system, with the influencer yeah, thing. Like I know that's been, and I'm just throwing that out there because I don't know if Musk is listening and, 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 you know, there's conversations happening and hopefully we're going to go forward from here. But like I said, um, you know, I wanted to be kind of clear what, what, what our role is and what we have access to and stuff like that. I think, yeah, that'd, I can, be, I can, I, that. I think that'd be nice. So, um, that's my only criticism, man. I'm excited about the game. I love the game and I've been having a great time and I can't wait to get back to what's Nops group. So. Awesome. And hopefully with my uh, new internet this Friday, I can take part in that next week. Sweet, dude. Or two weeks. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think my other thing got moved. <laughs> I don't think I'll be in until the end of the month. But it is what it is. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Sword Tour 2018, dude. And, um, of course, we have our Cantina in July um, and all that. And I love the fans and I love our, our Sword Tour peeps. So yep, absolutely. keep doing what you're doing, people. You're awesome. awesome. All right. Let's all right. move on to Star Wars. I, you didn't want me to drag that out any longer? Is that what you're trying to say? Cut it. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started and uh maybe maybe i'll throw this in there i got a i got a uh, a message from somebody who's watching uh I, it's not that they're talking about ending the game right but every mmo has had an end point and um it's it's something that has been thrown out on the internet lately and you know people have their theories and stuff i don't want to give any credence to some of the lame videos that people put out there but honestly uh uh, so the point is dude is that um yeah i if they are going to end it give us a finite end point and start prepping for it exactly that's all i'm saying we don't want it to be like a a tv series that gets cut without a a storyline to figure it out thanks firefly okay we good we're good all right star wars dude um (laughs) I love this. This is this makes me happy. Do you know why? That means we're going to get hella more Star Wars. Yes. So Disney Star Wars ticket sales have surpassed the purchasing price of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Basically, what it is is because um, Force Awakens made, what, $1.8 billion worldwide. Rogue One was like $1.6 or mm-hmm. something. And with uh, uh, Last Jedi, which has got to be close to $1.4, $1.5 already. Right. Um combined they've totaled more than the 4.2 billion that disney paid for all of lucasfilm so that means everything else is gravy well and at this point they made their money 
but they also have plans for, I don't know, just as a rough estimate, if it goes the way it's going, I don't know, another... Well, we, How many more billion dollars just in the next movies they've already planned? Well, every movie is going to be at least a billion. Okay. So we have Solo. Solo. Nine. Nine. And the, the next trilogy. trilogy. Plus, That's five billion. Plus the next Star Wars story, which is confirmed, hopefully Kenobi. But right. It's, it's confirmed that there will be a third Star Wars. So we're talking between six and seven billion. At least. At least. Because it could be double that for some of them. Especially... Especially nine, I can see nine actually overtaking Force Awakens for highest grossing. Oh, nine is nine. Nine, nine could theoretically be the the first billion dollar. Do you think about JJ sometimes, and you just think about oh JJ, <laughs> you really have to nail this. I know. I right? feel so bad for him, dude. It is. I, it is definitely a, a high wire. There's act. so 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 much pressure on uh on JJ in nine. Yeah. Um. And I think I think Ryan Johnson did a good job in giving him enough to play with. Yeah. I just I just worry as divisive as eight was. Like, well, is he gonna? Is he, I I my fear is that he's gonna overcompensate and kind of do what he did with seven and play it not not that he played it safe, but keep it close to what the fans were expecting. And you know I, what I mean? Well, and to be honest, I'm okay with that. What I don't want is for JJ to pull a JJ and not wrap things up correctly I'll right lost or lost or something, yeah. or something like that yeah and i and i i'm with eddie too yeah he's got to step up and he's got to finish this he has to you yeah. know and i think that's i think that's super important because um, he's what jj is was is really good at is creating something and passing it on mm-hmm. okay but now he's got it back exactly. has this ever happened thing. for him i i don't know so that's this this is gonna be a whole a whole new world for him, I think. A whole new Yeah, I was just about to start singing that, and then here we are. So, um, comics, dude. Yeah, we actually have a couple of comics news. We haven't talked about comics in a while. We haven't. Uh, the, the newest issue of Darth Vader, um, I, I'm bringing it up because it uh, actually touches on uh, the importance of The Last Jedi. Um, the fact that it explains Rey's force power, the lack of, the lack better, for better. Lack thereof. Lack thereof, for lack of a better term. Right. Of a parentage. Right, right. That um, in the comic, Vader actually has a discussion with um, another uh, with a Jedi who realizes that Vader is Anakin. Right. Okay, and says, and they're talking about the the source of Force power, and he's saying that the 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 Jedi is saying it's like you can kill all the Jedi, like every last Jedi, yeah. But the Force will find a way to just imbue that power into somebody else, and so it just shows that. Whether you believe in the Metachlorians or whatever, the Force found Anakin to put the Force into him. The Force finds a way. It found it in Rey. It found it in Broom Boy. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it's all these things. I do, I do know what you mean. And I think that was intentional with Ryan Johnson Absolutely. at the end was to kind of say, look, we're in flux. We've lost. But look at where the Force still is, you know? Right. And look at this child who sucked a broom using the Force to his hand. And whether I do anything with this child... Just know that the force is out there, kind of thing, you exactly. know. And, and, and I, I think that was his point. What I love is it kind of references another blockbuster series with Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, saying <laughs> "Life finds a way." I was wondering why that sounded familiar when I said "the force finds a way." It's freaking Jurassic Park, goddamn it! Yep. Okay, yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. Um, speaking of comics, there's going to be a DJ one shot. Did you know this? DJ, DJ, the hacker. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. That's happening, dude. 
Um, so I'm gonna throw I hope this. They out. give a little bit more explanation of his backstory. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously this is um, excuse me, uh, Benicio del Toro's character from the Last Jedi, and there's a nice Q and A. This is on um, StarWars.com. I have a link in the show notes. It is gonna be a one shot uh, about him, and it's a uh, let's see, it's called Star Wars: Last Jedi DJ Number One. So um, there's a nice little uh, couple questions in here that talking about the character and stuff like that. Um, so I think that'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah, I, might, I might actually have to read a comic. I haven't read any Star Wars comics in so long. I can't keep up, man. There's so much. There's too many. So, Last Jedi news? Um, Last Jedi news. Go right in. The first one's you. Oh, I was jumped in the chat. I don't know. What are we talking about? Well, okay. Was... All right. Well, I'll just move on. Last Jedi news. So, uh, it cracked the 20, top 20 all-time box office earners. Yeah, and it's it's it was well inevitable by now. I'm sure it's yeah. This was from this was on the third of January. That's seven days ago. Um, yeah, I give an updated thing here. Hang on. Oh, you have an updated one. I I know that was a little out of date. So I think it it was a, one of the top earning opening weekend. Correct. Yeah, it was a, a third. Yeah, no, third. Four, sorry, fourth. Yeah, and Force Awakens, Jurassic World, and Avengers. That's it. Okay. All right, so uh, all time, it is number six now. Wow. So, number, number six. Number six domestic, number 12 worldwide. Yeah, still. But the only ones ahead of it domestically are um, uh, Avengers, Jurassic World, Titanic, Avatar, and Force Awakens. Indeed. It just overtook uh, Dark Knight last week. It overtook Rogue One the week before. Um, the next one on its list is Avengers, but that's another $50 million out. Do you find it interesting that not only the things that are competing with are other Star Wars movies and or uh, Disney properties? <laughs> yeah, actually, the um, it's funny because Fox has number two, mm-hmm. Paramount has three, and Universal has four, and Warner Brothers has seven. But other than that, everything in the top ten is, is Buena Vista. Exactly. So Disney has spots one, five, six. Eight, nine, ten, thirteen, <laughs> and so on. Nice, dude. Yes. All right. What do you got? Um, some about porgs. Oh, yeah. God. So Here actually, three crew members took uh took home some porgs. What? Um. Yeah. What do you mean by What do you mean by crew members? Like just people working on the set? No, no, no. Actual. They were given as gifts. Oh, I was like, did they steal them? Yeah. No, nothing <laughs> was stolen. Okay. Good. Um. But it was. Uh. Let's see who got them. It was. Uh. Ryan Johnson took one. Um, Neil Scanlon. Oh no, sorry, not even Ryan Johnson. Uh, Neil Scanlon, who is a creature designer, makes sense. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, and uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's producing uh, partner, Ram Bergman. Now, I'm. I was. I, I saw something else about Porgs recently. They're actually not CG. They're like no, they're functional. They're fully. Uh, what do you call practical effect yeah, uh, puppet? Which things. is exactly what they did with uh, Yoda. Yeah, this time which the, I thought was cool. Exactly. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, I saw this next one too, and that's from the Visual Dictionary, which I think is a trip. Yeah, it is. Uh, they were explaining uh, uh, the Praetorian Guard's armor. Yeah, and how it uh, protects them from blaster bolt um, and the and lightsabers just glance off of it. The only way a lightsaber can get through the armor is through a a thrust. Right. And uh, what it is, is it turns out it's like, uh, imagine like um, the SR-71 Blackbird where the stealth fighter, where it, like, it looks like a big old mess on the ground, but once it flies, it just like gets streamlined. Right. When you get into movement, it just closes in on itself and form fits. But the thing is, is it causes a a, 
a magnetic field and extreme pain to the server to the wearer. Which I thought was pretty clever, like kind of a neat yes. uh, side note to the Praetorian Guard, like having them have this kind of almost mag mag armor, right. where um, where where in order to be fully functional, they had to be in pain, yes. but through discipline and loyalty, they are fully uh, they make it their own. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So that was kind of a neat side note. All right, so let's move on. What do we got, Carrie Fisher? Oh, this was interesting. Carrie Fisher helped rewrite uh, Leia's goodbye to Haldo, um, which I didn't find surprising. No, because she is like one of the best known but least recognized uh, script doctors. Because, right, I know. Um, that's what. We, that's why I thought exactly. this would be interesting. So we it were was, talking about. It. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, she she was pulled on to so many scripts to fix it, and you know they don't get credit. Very rarely do you get credit. Um, there was, uh, who was pulled in to do the script work on, uh, what movie are we talking about? One of the Star Wars movies? Yes, I think so. Mm, I don't remember. No, I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, there was something and he got paid $5 million for it. Right. Well, oh, to have to do with the solo film? That might have been. No, that. not solo. It doesn't matter. But the Tony, reason. Tony Gilroy was the writer though. Yeah. The reason I bring it up though is, um, it's interesting that. Because of how good she is at that, she was asked to come in and actually help with part of the script on for the a movie she, she was writes. on the character she was working on. You know what I mean? I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. So, um, but I, I'm still, and, and the other reason I put this in here is I really wanted to kind of talk about this with you really, really briefly. And I know we're not trying to drag this out, but do you have you thought about it anymore about what they're going to do in nine with her? I think you think it's going to be, do you, do you think it's going to be as, I don't want to say dismissive as like opening crawl. Like, you know, well, it's kind of like what they did to Luke in force awakens. Agreed. Um, I think the only way that that would work is if they do a time jump, mm-hmm. like five years forward or something like that, mm-hmm. because it would be understandable for who have, or to have passed in that time. I don't think they can do nine without a time jump. Right. I think they have to do a time jump. Um, and to, to kind of write in what happens to Leia in the crawl or have, characters talk about it or reflect on it well what they what they could do is because nine was supposed to be her her movie indeed um what they could do is stuff that they may have cut out of eight they can turn into force ghost advice in nine yeah that's true just repurpose it yeah all right well and i, and I trust jj to, to make that decision oh poor jj <laughs> i think that might be the name of the episode <laughs> poor jj oh uh, poor jj okay so um this I thought was also interesting because uh, in that same scene where we thought Leia might have died in the beginning of the film, right? Um, we lost Admiral Akbar. We did, right? And um, I have this article in here, and I didn't read through all of it, but uh, the headline's actually really interesting. The uh, editor regrets Admiral Akbar's fate, right? Um, and I was kind of bummed too. Um, uh, let's see. He says, "General, he barely survives." That was how it was designed. Um, Duxy said uh, to the Huffington Post, though he added he was now having second thoughts about the death. He says, it's interesting that you mentioned it because I watched the film last night and thought, hmm, maybe that's too incidental. (laughs) It's a very funny thing about that because what happens, I don't typically watch movies that I work on much afterwards because you're so familiar with it. But this film I've seen now a couple of times with an audience. And it occurred to me last night um, that what does happen when I watch movies is I generally find things that are like, um, I wonder if I should do that differently. So 
we talked about this on our reaction show after we watched it. Um, do you think Akbar deserved, and this is just a hypothetical question or a, a question for you, but do you think he deserved more? Like, do you think that, that this editor is like, well, maybe we didn't do the character justice after he sat in a movie theater with fans, you know? Two things. Okay. Um, one, I want to point out that Screpy makes a great comment in the chat. Oh, that is a good um, comment. That, yeah. That we don't see anything about Leia after Luke dies. Maybe she died at the same time. Maybe the dice disappearing is her passing. Yeah, that that could be cool. That could be, that's interesting. Um, okay. okay, now going back to Akbar thing, I think it would have been too much fan service to have made a big deal of it. Yeah, because that is the great thing about well, not the great thing. That's the, the thing about war is it is incidental. Yeah, yeah it could take out anybody at any given time. True. What I think would be the proper way to send it off would be, um, say, Poe has command of a command ship in the next okay. one and it's named the Akbar. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be something like that they could just slide into it. And and I like one of the things I did like, and we talked about this in our reaction show too, that the movie wasn't fan service. Like it yeah. wasn't like, hey, here's Akbar and here's what he's doing and then he dies this heroic death. It's like Exactly Akbar, you've seen in all these movies. Like now he's dead. Like I get I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that well, it's like when in uh, I'm gonna take you back to episode f- uh, one, Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, when yeah. we lost um, Qui Gon. Yeah, we didn't need the pyre scene. No, no, we no. could have gone by without that. Yeah, exactly. And um, so yeah, man. I mean, and if you watch uh the animated series, any of the animated series, you lose people. Um, and sometimes it's it's not a big thing about it. It's just okay, they're gone now. Right. You know. So I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Um. The Akbar thing, it kind of bugged me after, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, makes sense. I, yeah. I love, I, I, I miss him. He actually, and it's funny because I read a lot of the EU stuff and he actually had huge roles oh, in yeah. the EU. And, and I think that's probably why I'm hoping that's why Ryan Johnson chose to do that. He's like, look, because like you said, it's just fan service otherwise, because like you've seen him in all these other things. Okay. Well, now he's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, um, Tell me about uh, the new Star Wars trilogy. Oh, uh, it's supposedly going to start filming in the summer of 2018, this summer, in Scotland. Awesome. That's all we know. I think Ryan Johnson was doing an interview or something. He said, yeah, we plan to start filming in Scotland. Scotland is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I can't. One day I'm going to go. Yeah, so (laughs) I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Um, It looks like uh, John Williams is going to be composing the theme for Solo. And that's it. He's only that's doing the theme. Be his last one? No, no, no. But I'm saying he, that's all he's oh, going to do in that film. The he's only doing the, okay. the solo theme. And I'm totally okay with that because, uh, you know, again, this is something that John Williams does really, really well is he passes off to other people because he only did the the uh, the Harry Potter soundtracks for the first three. Right. And he passed it on to Patrick Doyle and, and a few other people. Um, I'm okay with this. Let me find the name. Oh, here it is. John Powell is going to do oh, He's going to do the score. And John Powell did something. I heard this in a podcast earlier. He did something I was really stoked about. Um, soundtrack I really liked. Yeah, he's done quite. Um, a bit. Oh damn, I'm not. It's not in this article. I'll find it. Hang it's on. fine. Um, but the bottom line is, basically, what's going to end up happening is John Williams is doing the bass for the for the soundtrack. He's he's given the score. He's given Solo's main theme. Right, yeah. and then Powell has something to work off of. Right, right. Uh, Powell did How to Train Your Dragon. That's it. He also did uh, the Born Identity. How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack is freaking good. It is, um, but he didn't do the the uh, the music per se because that was done by um, 
Fatboy Slim and a couple other uh-huh. people, but he did the score. He also did Shrek. Uh, he just did Ferdinand recently. It looks like he did a lot of DreamWorks yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, good good uh, composer. Really cool. All right. Uh, any thoughts on John Williams? Any other thoughts? Um, I love him. Oh, well, we all do. But yeah, he's I, getting up there, dude. He's he, 85? He's 86, something like that. Yeah. Um, since uh, I saw Garth Brooks in concert this last summer, yeah, John Williams is my number one on top of my list to see. Yeah, dude. It's only a matter of time. Yep. It's getting up there. All right. The other story I have about Solo. Oh, man. I really don't want this to be true. Really? I was curious. I threw this in here because this is one of those speculation things. There is a possibility that Boba Fett was sighted on the Solo set. That is fan service. You think so? Yes. You already have Lando in there. So this says, so uh, Ron Howard says, had to say um, goodbye to my friend Paul Bettany today. Another terrific performance from world-class talent. And then somebody posted, is that Boba Fett? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, so why? So you think it's just purely fan service that he's there? Or is Boba Fett because when we see him in Return of the Jedi, there's obviously familiarity between him and Han Solo. Because when he says Boba Fett, he's like, Boba Fett? Like, obviously he knows the name. Well, yeah, obviously, he would because he's a world-class, I mean, a galaxy-class bounty. No, 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 I get it. But I'd like to think um, that there's a history? That there's, that there's something there. I don't know. If there is, I hope it's written well. I hope that this is all we get, and we don't get a freaking solo... Uh, uh, okay, standalone Boba Fett if movie it's, because it's, you know how opposed I am to that. Yeah, if it's between that and a standalone Boba Fett movie, I take that. That's that's the compromise, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and Shaggy's you're right. Ron could be trolling, and I hope he is. Honestly, I don't want to see him either, but also don't want to see a standalone Boba Fett movie either. So yeah, I just think it would be he would be really a a really young Boba Fett. Yeah, I agree. But he's also like you know. Cloning. Well, I understand that, but you know, he was what, like what, ten or eleven when Django died. True. And they made a point of saying he wasn't given the the armor. No, not the armor, but the um, advanced aging serum. Part. Oh, right. So he had aged naturally. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. Merchandise. Right. Uh, we just have a couple of merchandise things. Uh, this is actually not Star Wars related, but Funko, which I love. Um, is, has released a James... Why don't you open this up and show them... Uh, oh, yeah, I'll put it on the thing. They've uh, created a new James Bond Funko with the Aston Martin D, uh, DB5. <laughs> and I think this is just awesome. <laughs> That's so cool, How dude. cool is that? That is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I love stuff like that. I think that's amazing. Uh, let's... Uh, what else we got? Oh, Black Series. Oops. Check this out. So we've got uh, Star Wars Black Series. Uh, this is DJ Island Journey Ray and Captain Rex figures are now available, which cool. I think is cool. That's not the greatest picture for those following along with us, but I'm not going to resize it. It's going to be fine. Um, yeah, by Island Journey Ray, I'm sure it's you know heard the beginning of Last Jedi. Group. Yeah, and I, and I think that looks that's a cool figure. Yeah, I like that because I love the cape. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so three big new releases, uh, six inch, they're six inch, uh, Star Wars black series. Um, and it's the ones I said, there we go. Awesome. 
Um, we have one bit of theme park news, and it has absolutely nothing to do with Disneyland or Star or Star Wars. Um, there's a big theme park in in uh, Britain, and I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But um, they are making a th- roller coaster themed on the Wicker Man. What? Which, if you remember, it's it's like a weird. I have some memory of it, but yeah, I, yeah. it's it's a weird sort of. It's kind of obscure, don't you think? Well, it's a cultish movie from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, that was remade really poorly with uh, <laughs> with uh, Nicolas Cage. That's right. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm oh cool. I'm always cool with weird pop culture references in in theme parks. Indeed. Um, speaking of theme parks, um, well, I don't know if I want to mention that. I'm afraid secrets. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, man. Um, I'll just say I'm looking forward to going to Universal. I haven't been since I was a kid. Nice. We're doing that next month. All right. Uh, well, speaking of Universal, let's go to the usual roundup. Oh, segues and stuff. Look at you, buddy. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Um, as always, let's get the crappy stuff out of the way first. Um, we don't have any major deaths to talk about, so no no rips this week. But um, we have two kind of distressing stories. One is, you know, it's just it's another one of the powerful people that have been charged with uh, sexual assault. So, Say it ain't true. Uh, and this time it looks like it's Stan Lee. Mm. Um, and it seems that, like it's... It just re- turned 95. Well, the thing is, it seems like it's recent. It's not like he did it when he was in his 40s or something. Hmm. What it looks like has happened was because, you know, his wife passed away a couple of years ago. Right, right. And so uh, he's 95 years old. So he's got a nursing uh, uh, company oh. that takes care of him. Let's see where this is going. Well, the he just changed nursing companies. The first one says they won't work with him anymore. And they are pressing charges because they are saying that um, he would walk around naked, demanding blowjobs. Uh, he's a thousand years old. It, that's what they're arguing. Uh so wow, it just uh, it just hit the news yesterday, I believe. So uh, he's ca- come out and categorically denied it. But I mean, I hate to say it. it I just watched uh, Waiting again, yeah, right? I like that movie. And there's that scene where Ryan Reynolds sits down with the old guy who has got dementia, and he goes, uh, "You know, Alzheimer's can't be all that bad. At least you meet new people every day." Funny <laughs> line. But then the old guy says, "Well, it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, you can walk around in your underwear and give." you know, children, the finger, right. As long as you look like you're going senile, then <laughs> it's okay. But right. It goes, but then sometimes you don't realize you're doing it and you realize you really are going senile. Oh God. He's 95. Shit happens. I, it, it could yeah. be that he's just I'm, slipping. I think, I mean, it's, I feel like I like to think he's one of those people that's going to stay sharp till the, till the end. We can hope. But the amount of traveling he does, the amount of interactions he's done and the life he's led. I mean, He's 95 years old. Plus, losing the love of your life is going to mess with you a little yeah, bit, too. exactly. I mean, my great-grandma lived to 98. Right. And it was up until the last few years, like, that was it. You know what I mean? And, like, but she was sharp until, yeah. like, 94, 95. So, I don't know, man. It's, I hope this isn't true, but. Yeah, I mean, we don't know any facts either way. So, I mean, I don't want to make any judgments. Yeah. Whether, you know, either way. Yeah. Um, the other big piece of news here, and actually, I think this is kind of interesting in this debate. If you guys watched the Golden Globes this week, um, they, yeah, that was a lot. There was a lot talking about Me Too and parody and, and everything. And then it came out a couple days later that a movie that was up for a couple of awards called All the Money in the World, 
which originally started Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And then when the whole Kevin Spacey thing came out, they fired him, brought in Christopher Plummer, did a whole bunch of reshoots. Christopher Plummer got nominated for a Golden Globe for it. Um, two of the other stars were Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. Um, Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg. Everybody knows Michelle Williams is a Golden Globe winning, multi-time Oscar nominee. Uh, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Keith Ledger's Widow. Uh, she was just m- very recently in The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Right. Uh, she's in Blue Valentine. She's uh, like, of stuff. what was the other one? Um, Manchester. By Manchester the by the Sea. Yeah. You know, tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. It came out that for the reshoots, this isn't their their pay for the movie. Right. For the reshoots, Mark Wahlberg was paid $1.5 million. Makes sense. Okay. He's Mark Wahlberg. Michelle Williams was paid an $80 per day per diem, mm. which is... I just totally per diem per day, same thing. Yeah. Uh, so she was paid an $80 per diem, which totaled to less than $1,000. So he. That seems. Um... Yes. So she made less than $1,000. He made $1.5 million for mm. the same amount of work. Mm. This is getting huge backlash in the industry. Of course. Okay. I agree. But, and I have a major caveat. And this is something you don't, we wouldn't normally think about if you don't really get into the industry much like I do. Right. Okay. Um, and until wh- you told me this earlier, I was like, this is bull crap. Cause it was on CNN. I saw right. it this morning. It is to- I agree. It is total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Bull crap. Yeah. Well, now I'm editing. Um, and whether they have the same agent or not ready, the thing is, yeah. what sort of movies does Mark Wahlberg do? Uh, the big ones, big blockbusters. What? No. Exactly. What? 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 Oh, but those are the type of movies that tend to have reshoots. Yes. Okay. What type of movies does Michelle Williams do? Manchester. Mostly art house movies. <laughs> yeah. Very rarely does she do a blockbuster. And when she does, it's usually a blockbuster like The Greatest Showman. Very much more on the artistic side, not on the CGI side. Right. So you don't tend to have a lot of reshoots. So I guarantee you that Mark Wahlberg has a stipulation in his contract standing yeah. in every contract he signs. That if there are reshoots, he has paid this amount of money. Yeah. And I guarantee you that it's just never been a thought in their mind for that to be written into Michelle Williams' contract. Yeah. So therefore, she probably got what scale would be for reshoots, which would be the 80 Not a whole bunch of money. Yeah. So not that I agree with it. Right. But it's not the, the reasoning behind it. It's just more of a fault of the agent. And it's even worse if they have the same agent because they know that that option is there. Right. And I don't know for a fact that this is the way it is. This is what I would assume would be the case. And if this is the case, and and I like to think that you're right on this, only in that we've been talking about this stuff for years. I like to think that you're right. But if they have the same agent, obviously, he's not paying attention to Michelle Williams. And he's paying attention to... Because if he was paying attention to Michelle Williams in the same way he was paying attention to Mark Wahlberg, he'd have been like, oh, crap, you're both going to reshoots on the same film. This isn't in your contract. Please know that we didn't we didn't think about this and this was right. going on so that it doesn't hit the news like this right right and I, I agree Eddie, that they are going up against mark on this but i think there's two ways that they can solve this yeah so actually really i think just one way just pay her more money well no that's that's <laughs> that's a that's a band-aid on a broken leg yeah, yeah um with mark Wahlberg, it probably wasn't that okay if he gets called into reshoots he can pay a million 1.5 million it's probably a percentage of his movies uh, of what his, of what he got paid. what he got paid for that movie right for example say he got paid 
you know, for this movie, it was probably because it's such a small movie. He probably got paid three or four million dollars. Yeah, right. It's probably not his eight to nine million that he would get paid for a, a Transformers movie. So he probably says, "Okay, if you call me back for reshoots, I get fifty percent of bonus." Yeah. Okay. So say it was a three million dollar payday, so he gets a one point five million dollar. If that, what they need to do is, and this is not on Michelle Williams or her agent. This is on SAG and AFTRA that SAG needs to say, okay, this is written into our next contract as a union. As a union. That anybody who gets called back in for reshoots, reshoots gets that gets much a, percentage. Across the board, everyone gets a 25% of their of their signed deal. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good think way to that, approach it. I think that's the only equitable way to do it. Yeah. I agree. I think that's good. I hope that's the case. Otherwise. Um, yeah. If that's not the case and it was just them being assholic about it yeah Ooh, assholic thank you well done that is uh that's that's a that is a much more uh subversive and uh systemic issue that definitely needs to be addressed indeed all right man let's uh let's get out of that uh what do we got for x-files oh dude jillian anderson is getting a star on the hollywood walk of fame as she's trying to leave the (laughs) x-files well you can't have them all. Well, here we are. <laughs> here we are. But but I mean, I think that's kind of cool. No, absolutely. I love Jillian Anderson. She's done great work. She's part of a great show uh, that was filmed in Britain called. Um, yep, you forgot. Not the bridge. It's something else. But anyway. yeah. But I one of my favorite movies with her in it was actually a romantic comedy. Well, a romantic film that she did, where she played the love interest of John Stewart. Oh really? Yeah, it interesting. It's called uh, um, uh, playing by no, I think it's playing by numbers or something like that. Okay, but it was really interesting because it was Sean Connery and Gina Rollins, Dennis Quaid with uh, uh, um, I, I'm drawing a blank. Well, while you think about that, Shaggy's no, that's not what we're saying. Um, we're trying to figure out what, why the inequity is there. Obviously, they should get paid the same. <laughs> Please understand that we are not saying they that Wahlberg deserves to get paid more. We're saying there is a uh, uh, a situation or a um, a contractual thing that might be why this happened. We're just we're yeah, hy- no, we're hypothesizing. No, actually, by no I, stretch of the imagination are we saying they should not get paid the same. No, and honestly, I I honestly think that Michelle Williams was probably paid more in the original contract for yeah. this movie because she is more of a draw for that audience. I love a show on him. Actually, you know, I'm going to look I had a huge crush on her as a kid. I love Dawson's Creek. That was so awesome. Uh, Go on to talk about the next one. Yeah. um, So, yeah, don't get us wrong, Shaggies. We're just trying to figure out why this hit the news. And and Will has a theory on it. Uh, He'll do some more stuff on it, and we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, Jillian Anderson. Cool. Uh, Casting news. Mark Hamill and Ron Perlman are cast in a Transformers animated series. And I think this is cool because I personally love any voiceover that Mark Hamill does. Um, let me look and see if if Har- Hamill will be voicing the evil Megatronus in the series. Uh, and let's see, Ron Perlman. Perlman, on the other hand, won't be appearing until the final act of the Prime Wars trilogy. And he is set to voice Optimus Primal. So I don't know enough about Transformers to even talk about this. But I just thought it was cool because um, I love when Mark Hamill does voiceover because he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, this could be a Transformer. 
Uh, so I'm going to move on because we are in real reviews and we're talking about TV and movies. Uh, I want to talk about Stephen King. I have two stories in here about Stephen King. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one, and the reason I bring this up is because our friend, well, not our friend, <laughs> I wish he was my friend, Mark Bernardin, a friend of right. Kevin Smith, who does Fat Men on Batman. He is a writer on Castle Rock, which is based off of uh, Stephen King. Okay. Right. Because Castle Rock is Stephen King's company. Exactly. Um, and this is a TV series that's coming very, very soon. The crazy part is, is Stephen King says he knows nothing about Castle Rock. So he's not involved in it at all. He doesn't know what's going on with it. It's happening. Okay. But he also says um, that most of his stories, almost all of them, in fact, are in some stage of development in movie or TV form in one shape, one one way, shape, or another, which I find really interesting because it was such a it the movie it was such a, a hit, massive hit, and most and like one of my favorites, and we've talked about this on the show. One of my favorite uh, TV adaptations of Stephen King, I was a big Stephen King fan back in the day, was The Langoliers. Okay, um, and that was a TV miniseries. Um, uh, dude's name flew out of my head, but um, really, really dated now if you watch it but tech like uh, uh special effects wise but um really great story and they really captured i think the story well um but it's interesting stephen king obviously getting up there in age is like yeah the you know 80 books i wrote most of them are in development <laughs> you know what i mean i think that's really kind of cool as an aspiring writer myself and someone who is a stephen king fan to be like i'd like to not know that people are working on my stories you know right. what i mean to be like hey dude marshall we uh we adapted one of your stories and uh we're just gonna make a movie out of it how do you feel about that yeah okay sounds good movie money yeah. you know so that's good um so i thought that was kind of neat neat um one other thing before we get into universal stuff while will's looking up what he's looking up um <laughs> this is on nerdist and i and i love part of this story and i hate other parts of it okay uh the, the headline is there's a new gi joe micronauts and Dungeons and Dragons movies are on the way. Yo, know, Micronauts has been in the works for a while because this is going to be part of the uh, – um, because Hasbro is doing their own right. movie universe well, where they're going to pull in G.I. Joe and Transformers. That's what this is about. It's about the Hasbro cinematic universe apparently. Right. And d and wrapped up in that, which I find interesting. Okay. Yeah, which makes sense kind of. I think um, Hasbro had something to do with Wizards of the Coast and TSR. I could be speaking out of line, but – um, with their miniatures and stuff back in the day. So I think that might be kind of cool. I, I All the G.I. Joe stuff has been crap. I don't know about Micronauts. I loved how bad the D&D movies were back in the day. Oh, God. Like, so I love. I remember that, was that one of the first movies. Was it Michael I Ironside, is it? Yeah. Oh, his overacting. His, him chewing the scenery oh, no, no, in that Michael movie. Michael Ironside. Uh, no. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking Jeremy about. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. That's it. Holy crap. That guy chews the scenery. Like, as a villain? In that D and D movie, right? Look it up. If you're listening to this right now, look up. What is it? Jeremy Irons, D and D. Let what does he say? Um, let it rain from the sky or something like that. Yeah. Just look that up. You'll you'll be happy when you do it. Anyway, um, all right. So we're gonna before we move on to Universal Usual. Do you have a follow up? Um, I'm uh, all the articles I'm I'm looking is just bring up the art of the most recent issues. Okay. Um, but so we talk about next week. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to do a little bit more research on, on this, uh, about finding what their, the original base salaries were. Um, but yeah, 
I agree, Scrappy. Yeah. And actually, really quick to, to follow <laughs> up on what what uh, Eddie had said, they're actually they are represented by the same agency, but okay. not the same agent. Okay, makes sense. Um, Scrappy makes a good point. I don't think the actor enjoyed hamming it up more than him. Yeah, no, Jeremy Irons having a blast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Homeboy is like, let it rain from the sky. I mean, oh, I love that scene. It's, it makes me so happy. It's hard to watch. I have it on DVD, dude. I love that movie. I love that DVD yep. movie. Freaking um, Wayans. Uh, oh, Damon, not Damon. Marlon. Um, Marlon Wayans is in it. Oh, it's great. He's terrible in it, too. It's a good movie. It's a terrible movie, but it's a good movie. All right. So let's get to Universal Usual and get the heck out of here because we got to be yeah, done. Yeah, we got some DCEU news. Yeah. Um, well, tell me about Green Lantern. Well, Green Lantern Corps, um, it still seems to be in the works. Uh, we talked about it months ago. Well, yeah, this is a really frustrating thing about the 24-hour news cycle when it comes for um, – uh, it's like, yeah, you're going to – the turnaround on movies is well over two years Yeah, from script to, to finished product. Yeah, yeah. And when you're talking about like Pixar movies, you're talking five to six years. So long. So when you say, well, it's still in the works, well, yeah, there's so much pre-production and, po- and you know, the, there's so much stuff that we don't see going on. Just because we're not getting news every week doesn't mean there's not, you know, stuff going on. Indeed. Uh, and Wonder Woman, um, I like this story. Almost because it's like, has like kind of a, a dynastic feel to it. Right. Like, um, Gal Gadot's, Gal Gadot, however you want to say it, daughter wants to take over the role of Wonder Woman when her mom is done. How cool would that be if they did a movie where both of them are in it? Like somehow, like like uh, uh, Wonder Woman passes the reins maybe to her daughter. Right. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be man. cool. I, I don't know. That made me happy. Yeah. But you don't seem ex- as excited, but that's well, you're, fine. you're a father of daughters, so well, you, of course here, you're fine. And here we are. So great. All right. Um, are you guys in the chat room? Are you gonna let him put me down like that? Is that what's happening? Hashtag blame Will. They don't like you either. <laughs> all right so tell me how uh, the disney Good box deal is going to result in ten thousand dollars. i don't know dude so here's the thing the from what i've been following with how this is developing and it still has the government has to approve this whole thing um yeah it's got to go through the sec <laughs> there's a lot still um in the works with the disney fox merger i guess is the is the best way to do it um it's the best way to say it and the Disney's going to start checking redundancies is from what I gather. And if they have people that do a job, they're going to get rid of the person that also does the job. Right. So if there's all these redundancies and the estimate right now is 10,000 jobs that they're going to cut, which does make sense. And what people don't understand, um, as someone who was really trying to get into the game industry pretty hard back in the day, um, and follow the game industry. Now this happens all the time. This yeah. is like when a when a game goes out, you know you're gonna, not going to have a job. Like right. there's a few people that will have a job, and if you're not in an, on an MMO or a game that has updates, you need to be looking for a job when the game's about to launch. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well those are that that's like comparing the people that are working on an MMO would be comparable to be like the gaffers and the grips and everybody mm-hmm. that would get hired to work on any particular movie. Yeah, the jobs that I think they're dealing with are maybe uh people that work in the archives and people that work in commissaries and stuff like that well certain things because i'm just saying you don't you you i mean you obviously don't need two directors of archives right but just because that job title might go away then it just might mean that somebody becomes 
a vice president of archives for Fox. You know, there might be other job titles created. Yeah, my my example wasn't the best, but what I'm also the what I've what I've I guess what I'm saying is um, there was some example that came up in a podcast I was listening to. They were saying things like um, if you have um, uh, people who do the same job, not just in those roles, but like in design or whatever, like right. you're going to you're not going to need four of them now that it's merged. Exactly. It's like, OK, now I only need one or two. Right. And so those people are going to lose their jobs. So it's it kind of sucks. But again, it's going to take them a while Absolutely. to figure it out. Um, and along with this, and I don't know if we talked about this last time, but, um, although they are acquiring Fox, it's very, very, very unlikely we're not going to see the original Star Wars trilogy released. No, because, well, the original format. Right, exactly. Um, because that was not what was, when they redid, uh, when they re-solidified what canon was, when they split off Legends, they canonized, I believe it was the, not even the 1997 editions, I want to say it was the 2001 or 2002 editions. Yeah. That's canon. Right, right, right. All right. Well, which, which canonized Greedo shooting first. Of course. Sadly, for people who own like eight shirts that say Han shot first. Exactly. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, so one of the other things that, that's coming up with uh, ABC is that um, ABC just re-signed Carlton Cuse to a four-year spec deal. Okay. Um, Carlton Cuse was one of the uh, creators, uh, along with Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams, of Lost. And so a lot of people were speculating that Carlton Cuse coming back might result in a reboot of Lost. Yeah. Um, it's considered nowhere near being on the table right now. Right, right. I think that's kind of the speculation kind of around uh, Firefly 2. Right. Now that the merger is going through. Right, but that was owned by Fox Television. No, but I'm just saying, like, right. it, you know, there's that little bit of hope, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would think if they're going to do anything with Firefly, it would most likely, because they bought the film studios, it would be films. Yeah, yeah. Not and that, a series. I would prefer that, honestly. Yeah. You know, don't well, bring the series back, because all those guys are getting older, and you yeah, have to well, do a time jump. And <laughs> Speaking of doing films based on TV format, yeah. tell us oh, the next story. Damn, nice segue, bro. It's like, we're just really just sinking right back into this. I'm I'm really proud of you. It's kind of nice. It's all right. So Zachary Levi um, has come out and he said he wants to do Chuck movies on Netflix. I think that would be great. Yeah, I think it would be great as well. It turns out it's in his head. (laughs) It's him wanting to do it. Not that he's talking to anybody about it. No, 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 no. It would be... It would be cool. I I, I really be, like that series, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be the geek version of Tom Selleck's Jesse Stone movies. Okay. All which right. they do like eight of them. And they could easily do them in, at a fairly inexpensive cost. Indeed. Um, anime has seemed to be picking up on Netflix. Yeah, with... A, Big time. Yeah, with a Death Note and... Um, and I think, yeah, with Death Note, they've picked up... And I didn't even put all the articles in here about anime. Um, Full Metal Alchemist is something I used to walk back, watch back in the day that is coming, um, that has been added to Netflix. Um, I want to say there were two or three other ones that I didn't put in here. Right. Um, and I think this helped, I think part of it obviously has to do with, um, the popularity of, uh, things like Dragon Ball and, um, what's the other one that came out? Oh, and when they released the, uh, Castlevania anime kind of version of, of that. So, I mean, and anime is popular, man. And, and with the uptick in Pokemon again and everything else, Voltron I mean, made a comeback. yeah, exactly. So I think, I think it makes sense. So cool. 
Uh, speaking of, Batman is back. Not speaking of, but Batman is back on Netflix. Some of the Batman movies, um, the older Batman movies are back. Right. So which like is Batman, pretty... Batman Begins, Batman yeah. Forever. Which I think is great. Cool. Yeah. I mean, some of those movies are terrible, but a lot of those are well, What I really don't understand. <laughs> See you, Eddie. Have a good night, man. Especially in this digital age, um, uh, when you, know, you can have unlimited storage. Yeah. Just put it all Just out there. Slap it out there. See what happens. See who watches it. And if nobody watches it, take it in. Exactly. Won't matter anyway. Um, speaking of things people aren't watching, I <coughs> weird segue. I my my wife and kids and I we actually did watch uh, the first few episodes of the series of unfortunate events. Right. Um, I actually liked it. Some people do, and the wife did too. The kids got frightened. It's dark. Well, <laughs> it's 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 really it's a dark series. Plus, and. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris can play dark role. Um, and he plays it really creepy, which I like about it. Um, so season two is coming out. Uh, there is a release date and a trailer. I didn't put it in trailer time because I, uh, again, haven't only watched part of the first uh, season. But um, it's going to come out uh, at the end of March. March 30th is uh, season two. So cool. um, I don't know if you ever watched any of them. Did you watch any of them? I haven't watched any yeah. of the shows, but I saw the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I only, the only, the single reason I put this story in here was just so we can talk about the amazing, the amazingness of the first episode of season four of Black Mirror, which you haven't watched. No. Which I would, uh, I'm going to ask you to do a thing. You're yawning. Um, can you do a thing? For sure. Me? Can you watch the first freaking episode of season four? It doesn't matter. Sure. If you haven't watched season three. Okay. Watch the first episode of season four. And okay. we can talk about it next week. This is, okay? is Callister. Yes. So, uh, season four of Black Mirror has come out. I've only watched the first episode. I love Black Mirror. I absolutely love it. Um, it's one of my favorite TV shows, I think, of all time at this point. Um, and mostly because it, the anthology series, it's dystopian. It's all the things. It's dark. It's all the things I love. But Black Mirror season four, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes is the, uh, is the, is how I'm getting us into this story. But there's supposedly a spinoff coming out maybe talk there's talk okay rumors the problem with it is jimmy uh simpson who mm. is the main person in one of the main people one yeah. of the main people in uss callister has just confirmed that he's coming back into westworld for yeah. season two so availability might be an issue so the guy that played um uh what was his the role Anthony, william he was the young yeah. in the options role yeah um he played the it's hard to explain what he played in the USS Callister. So watch the episode. Everybody watch the episode. Just do it. Um, it's phenomenal. It okay. it starts off really weird, though. I'm just going to say. Black Mirror starting off weird? No. no, no, no. But it starts off like, am I watching just, is this going to be the whole thing? Like, it starts off like old school, old timey Star Trek. Okay. But watch it. It's dark. It's amazing. It's so, so, so good. Um and the only reason I put it in there was to tell you to watch it so we could talk about it next week. All right. Okay. I got through it. Speaking of Netflix, Bright, did you watch it? I have not yet. Neither have I. But this is going to be a sequel. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. The, well, that's the perks about uh, films that, that they make for, I mean, like, for example, the Adam Sandler movies, which get horrible reviews, but make money on Netflix. Yeah. It's easy to turn a profit. Yeah. I mean, um, and we got Will Smith. It's fantasy. I really want, actually, I really, really want to watch it. I just haven't yet. So right. I'm excited about it. Um, some Gambit news. Yeah. Well, the Gambit has finally got a start date. Finally. And they're going to start filming in March. Yeah. I believe it's March 17th. 
which is pretty cool. St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought about throwing it out there. The 15th is the Ides of March. Look, bro. I just was trying to make You're a... an English teacher. You know, it's when Julius Caesar died. <sighs> Jeez. You can tell when the show is getting towards the end. When so it's, When it's devolving. Devolving? English teacher. How dare you. Can we move on? Tell me about Rosario Dawson. I might not. Might just call it quits. All right, so Rosario Dawson is um, <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Um, we're in Marvel news now, and it, one really quick answer, Scrappy. No, uh, the person playing Remy LeBeau is going to be Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, you didn't hear about that? Yeah, we'll see how his accent is. But it is going to be directed by Gore Vidal, the guy who did the first couple of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Gore Verbinski. <laughs> Barf. Gore Vidal is a writer who wrote Burr. All right, go ahead. That was a weird side note. All right, so going back to Marvel, Rosario Dawson um, is going to return for Daredevil and Iron Fist and his right. and their new seasons, which is great. Um, I love her role as the night nurse, and I feel like those shows. Um, she makes those shows in some absolutely. way, shape, or form. I, I re- she kind of holds them all together, which yes, I like. Absolutely. Um, this is weird. Wolverine. Uh, I threw this out there because Marvel announces Wolverine is coming back as a serial podcast called The Long Night. Really? Yeah. And so I put a link in the show notes. I think this is pretty cool. It's coming out soon-ish, I think. So it's going to be like a radio drama. Kind of. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, exactly. A scripted podcast um, where you're going to get Wolverine stories, which I think is kind of cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this and, and report back. Cool. Because I plan on checking it out. I think that sounds cool. All right. So uh, if you haven't seen Thor or don't want to know any spoilers for Avengers, shut your ears for the next 15 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. Uh, for those of you who saw Thor in the post credit scenes when they're all escaping on the Ark, um, and then we saw a big, huge shadow of a ship uh, overtaking it, um, it is confirmed in script pages that have been released mm-hmm. that that is actually Thanos' ship. So it looks like the first people okay. It looks like the first people that are going to be impacted by uh, Thanos is going to be the uh, the Asgardians. Okay, good. And and that was a speculation that it was his ship, right? Because we see uh, um, Loki giving up a stone. We right. see uh, uh, Thor somehow ending up on the Guardian ship. Yeah, no, that's going to be cool, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to Infinity War. Like right. r- like really. Oh, it looks great. Do I know anything else about it? We're only five months out. Indeed. Uh, all right, man. So convention news. The only um, we're going to start reporting out on convention stuff. Uh, the main thing is, is we're all set. Yep. You and I are set for uh, Comic-Con. Um, we have our badges, our press passes and our hotel room yep. set. So now it's just figuring out what shows we're going to see and setting up Pucked uh, 3.0. But um, convention news, we are going to report out on that in case you are going. HopCon is returning and it's coming on a new day. I think in the past they used to do like earlier in the week, and now I believe they're doing it on. I have a link in the show notes to do it on uh, on Thursday, um, July nineteenth. Actually, they were doing it on Saturday before. Anyway, it's seventy five bucks a ticket, uh, and this is basically a, a huge thing. They they moved it, um, so check out the the um, link in the show notes, and it is going to be cool. It's done by Stone Brewing Company. Uh, it's going to be great. A lot of beer. Awesome. Beer's good. I don't know. I like beer. I'm drinking beer currently. Yes, we are. I think that's it. Feel like wrapping it up? I don't know, dude. I think we'll just hang out for a while. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I am going to wrap up the show right now. So um, please, uh, before I get into my usual spiel and you tune out, please tell your friends, um, share us and like us and all that kind of stuff. Um, Give us reviews. We would love uh, to have more viewers on Twitch and more. Uh, you almost did double digits so, tonight. Yeah, indeed. Without the help of a uh, of a kidly lead-in. Indeed, um, but I also would like more subscribers to the podcast and 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 more downloads. So and please go to Apple uh, iTunes and, or Apple Podcasts and uh, rate us five stars. Indeed. All right. So thanks for tuning in. The usual podcast. And whoa, whoa, I just really lost my thing there. Hold on one second. Um, so thanks for being you. You said thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can find us. Oh my God. Are you going to talk over me this time? Don't worry. When I edit this, it'll be amazing. And in fact, what's going to be funny is I'm not going to edit any of it out. <laughs> uh, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And of course we are on Facebook, Google plus Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, if you find us on Twitter, Will is at Amo Griggs and I am at Darth Pops. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, your favorite uh, podcast apps. Download us, like us, and all that. Tell your friends, as I said. And there are several ways to support this show. Patreon.com slash usual podcast is the uh, easiest way. Give us a buck or two an episode. We will give you trailer time, which we did tonight. Uh, early access to shows and other goodies. Um, yeah, pretty easy audibletrawcom slash usual podcast. You can, I don't know, get a free audio book on us. Absolutely. And I mean, it's uh, really, we get 15 bucks. You get a free audio book. I've been listening to, I'm about done. I keep not finishing it, but, uh, Brandon Sanderson books, 55 hours. That's a good way to do it. Um, there's also game of Thrones and a ton of other, other stuff on there too. Um, so yeah, cool. do that. And one of the coolest ways you guys can do it is by uh, getting your own uh, special, uh, Tupperware. Yeah, we have merch. Merch. So go to teespring.com slash usual podcast and pick up your own shirt or sticker. Awesome. And uh so, dude, let's let's get out of here. It's been a good show. I'm yeah. glad we're back. Absolutely. And everybody, make sure you go out there and have a fun. Oh, you did it. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. I'm so glad I didn't have to like, say the things and do that. <laughs> Don't give me that. <laughs>